0: Hey there, where have you been? Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast, the show that helps you maintain optimal health and peak performance as a road warrior, no matter how much you travel. I'm your host, Christopher Babioli, Traveller Wellness Advocate, Nutritional Therapist, Author and Ex-Flight Attendant of 20 Years at British Airways, one of the UK's largest airlines. In this episode, we're going to cover the shift in business travel from a purely traveler safety perspective to a traveler wellness perspective. And this is facilitated by an article that's recently appeared on Focuswire that interviews Eric Bailey, the global um, travel director for Microsoft, and Scott Gillespie of T Clara, who has actually been a guest on our show. A very interesting conversation indeed. And we're going to primarily in this um, episode focus on the role technology can play in creating and pursuing the idea of having a traveler wellness centric program. I'm going to kick off with a quote from Eric Bailey that says The traveler is the key point around that value. Whether it's work or personal, they are the one that is out there. They are the one that can either drive value. Or not drive value. I couldn't agree more, Mr. Bailey. And I think there are quite a few people out there who really get this, and all we really need to see is how this is implemented into our workplaces and organizations. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's put some context to this conversation. I'm based in the UK, and an opinion survey of 500 business travelers from the UK found that up to 77% saw that their work was affected by business travel with issues such as stress, 21%, and jet lag and general tiredness of about 19%, affecting their ability to have successful business trips. Furthermore, 60% had a colleague or someone who they were travelling on business with who was harassed or excluded in some way. Not great for mental health. And then nearly three quarters of the 500 say that employee well-being is stated as a company goal, and yet just over 55% say they feel their wellness is not taken seriously by their organisation or company. So this article in Focus Wire, titled Traveller Well-Being and the Shift to Purposeful Travel, talks about tracking value and success metrics. And I'm pleased to hear that Traveller Well-Being figures in this equation. In this conversation, we're offered well-being dashboards to measure and track objective measures like nights away from home, red-eye flights and things of that nature. We'll come back to this a bit later, but I think there's something lacking in this. And that's what I want to dig into using the lens of technology, which after all, a dashboard is. The reason why I want to pause the specific conversation about technology dashboards is that I think there's a broader conversation to be had about technology in business travel and the role it can play in any worthwhile solution. One of the ideas I discuss in my book is the idea that the twin powers of globalisation and technology in many ways conspire to act against us when we talk about traveller wellness, But at the same time, these tools can be used to actually help us get decent results and impact us in a way that we can move forward in the performance and success of business travel. And that's what I'm kind of digging into here at a broader level. Globalisation means the world never sleeps. We're on 24-7. So real-time data capture is something that's particularly useful in many areas of business travel. It allows you to be the most flexible you can be because you have up to the minute data, whether that's to do with the business that you're actually performing or or starting on out there or specifics about your traveller wellness journey and how you can actually utilise that to make sure you get the optimum performance out of yourself as you go about travel on business. So I know there are people out there who can talk about data in the larger context of doing business um, in the world. But I want to focus specifically on things that relate to wellness. And the fact is real-time data capture can help an individual improve performance or optimise what's available to them to perform the best they can in the moment. And that involves things like data capture, So you can actually recognise patterns in our health and the way we are in the world that we can look at, examine and optimise in a moment, on a moment to moment basis. This is really powerful. As I like to say, human beings are a conscious stream of data which needs to be harnessed for our betterment. And that's in the field of business travel or any other endeavour we we hope to um, excel at. So we've seen the explosion of the wearable tech market and its values keep going up consistently, or so it seems. And we've gone from the humble pedometer to, you know, aura rings and whoops and Fitbits and garments and things of that nature, which are all good. And their accuracy is getting better. It would be silly not to have a strategy around that for those who travel on business. Wearable tech has a place and there is a lot that we can do in the context of making that a core tenant of how we manage and help our business travellers manage their well-being on the go. But let's not limit our conversation just to wearable tech. Personally, I like to divide the tech available up into low tech options, medium tech options and high tech options. All of these depending on the traveller, their circumstances, and what's right for them, the way they have their lifestyle laid out, can be useful in creating a solution that works specific to them. And this is an important thing to get. It also ties into a critique of the dashboards that were mentioned earlier, as these seem to be soulless and just looking at objective measures. But more about that later. So at this stage, you might be asking, what is a real-world solution or an example that you can give? And I love to bring out this topic about heart rate variability. It should be a foundational tool within the Traveller Wellbeing arsenal of tools. As a tool, it's data-rich, it's self-monitoring, you can collaborate with it, and the Traveller is part of the journey and can actually see their progress, and therefore has a greater motivation to work with this for the betterment of their health. Another technology lending itself to our cause is telemedicine, which is a combination of artificial intelligence and internet of things, connecting devices up so the data and the situations dealt with can be managed at a distance. This is ideal for business travel. Let me try and sell it to HR. Imagine all those lost days where people have to take time off to go to the doctors. Gone. But seriously though, the internet of things, artificial intelligence plus wearables can potentially be what one uses while on the road to manage their health, whether it's for checkups or specific incidences of checking in on certain conditions or other health-related issues. Not bad, huh? A popular refrain when this topic of using technology in this manner that pops up is, what is the return on investment? And it's a valid question. And the answer is, well, what do you really hope to reap? How are you measuring that return on investment? That's one. And then, If you really say you are investing in your people, what are they worth? That's two. And that's an interesting topic to get into, which I won't go into here. But it's suffice to say that it's not as costly as most people think. And if you co-opt your business traveller community into putting this in place, it becomes a lot easier and you have multiple ways of measuring your return on investment. In closing, we should and could be looking at low-hanging fruit to get technology on board and part of the strategy and some of the tactics that we can use to advance the conversation around traveler well-being in business travel. Technology, as spoken about in the Focus Wire article, leans heavily on what's being termed as well-being dashboards. Hooray, that's great. It's actually something that you can actually look at great, really. The challenge I have with wellbeing dashboards, the way they're explained in the article, is that they seem, to devoid, they seem to be devoid of subjective data. Gathering meaningful data can get messy. It's as simple as that. We have to acknowledge that and know that if we want to get a real air quotes, objective view of what's happening for the traveller and offer them tools to help manage that so things can get a lot better in terms of productivity, health and performance. We need to get messy. It's the only way. So while I applaud the idea of wellbeing dashboards, I think the inputs into those wellbeing dashboards have to be a very good mix of the objective and definitely the subjective, and that's subjective to individual travellers. Some of the examples that are given here don't actually talk about any subjective measure. That's not to say that Eric didn't have them in mind or know of them, but I really want to highlight this point because I think that being people-centric and leading with the subjective data first, one, helps you get an objective view as discussed, but also When it's to do with you yourself, then you take a more focused interest and therefore are engaged. And if you don't have engagement, if you don't have people who are engaged in their own wellness journey, then it's hard to get them to take action in their own best interest, even if they see it as a staid metric on a wellbeing dashboard. It goes without saying that the data controller has to be a trustworthy source. Otherwise, people will not offer their data, or at least not in the fullness of which it can be useful and interpreted into how well they are managing business travel. So that's a given. There is a grey area between the needs of the organisation and the needs of the road warrior, the business traveller, which is ripe for exploration to see how the business traveller, the road warrior can be co-opted. And I, I don't mean that in a coercive type of way. I mean, where they can see for themselves what's to be gained in making their data available and seeing their own wellness as part of a deeper solution for the company As well as for whatever they value in their life or whatever it is that they're going after. And by doing so, that then means that you have a meeting of minds or organization to one mind individually, but you have, you know, you have consensus as to why this is important what it means to me as a person and what it means to the organisation and what it means to my ability to actually perform while on the road. Without exploring this grey area, it becomes harder and it becomes more of a push or a pull type scenario, which we've seen over a long period of time and has brought about mixed results, if I'm putting it mildly. With the backdrop of the pandemic behind us three years on now, It would seem that, you know, we have a greater understanding of the value of our health as it relates to the workplace. And if we aren't yet getting that understanding, we need to get it right away because it is actually equity and helping everyone understand it in those terms is something that's useful to all of us for work and whatever else we hope to achieve. Getting messy is mandatory in being able to get any data that's useful for the person travelling and in order to do that i think the only sensible way is to as i've said co-opt the traveller into the equation you can't actually get a manager or you may not necessarily have a manager who can actually do that um because they are in a position of power potentially or a colleague uh, in a position of power potentially who you know might not have the skill set But also, it might have other consequences outside the field of health. And therefore, that's why it has to be something whereby the traveller himself is co-opted into understanding the value of this and making it work. And therefore, getting messy with their own subjective life and data, that it becomes something that they do willingly. If that is not an option, then coaching could be something useful whereby you have access to coaches for your traveller community who can give decent specific nudges and do that in confidence and help people along their travel wellbeing journey, their traveller well-being journey, I should say. But I'm missing an important step here, which is organizations with a culture and track record of looking after their people will find it easier to have conversations around wellness than others. Why? Because they're more likely to have a good workplace culture. And as I've said previously, having a well-being culture that serves as an asset to the organisation and the individual springs from having a good workplace culture. I believe they go hand in hand and are necessary to create an environment where people can feel free to express themselves, feel understood and get the help that they require. The homework is getting the workplace culture right in the first place. To quote Peter Drucker, culture eats strategy for breakfast. You need both. If the general culture is not supportive, working in smaller groups may be an option. Organisations working alongside their business travellers with technology, be they dashboards or any other type of technology, can actually make meaningful progress if they do, in fact, work alongside them. It's a commitment to action that's going to make the difference. And that commitment is to come from the organisation in helping their business travellers retool and giving them the training and all other things that they might need, which may or may not include a wearable device or technology. And also from the traveller, him or herself, a commitment to their own wellness journey and understanding how valuable it is in this day and age, and in particular to their organisation and whatever it is that they aspire, aspire to do with themselves. One final thought... As we move into an era where work becomes more personal, is it not reasonable to expect that the tools we use are personalised to us, the people? That's why a people-centric approach in the tools that we use should come first before technology, always. On the next episode of the No Jet Stress podcast, we're going to take a look at Retooling the Traveller What does that mean for the organisation and for the traveller? Join us. In the meantime, wherever you go, farewell.